Matt Eberflus continues to show that he is just completely inept and unaware as a head coach in the NFL. We're going to talk about his recent comments in regards to Montez Sweat, and we're also going to talk about some of the things coming out of the game against the Lions, which may point to positive signs for the Chicago Bears. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every single social media platform we happen to be on, including TikTok. See, Dub's getting that TikTok popping. Y'all make sure y'all go and support Chicago Bears Central over on TikTok. But with that said, let's get into some of the, the nitty gritty, right? I want to talk about some of the things that are at least some positive signs coming out the Detroit Lions game. The Bears don't play again until Monday against the Minnesota Vikings, so they got uh, some extra time in there to prepare. Um, also means our opponent has some extra time to prepare for us, a team that only has three wins. Well, with that said, um, Justin Fields showed in a renewed ability to kind of avoid sacks. Um, Justin Fields had a 14.3 uh, sack, uh, pressure to sack rate. He came into this game with a 22% uh, percent pressure to sack rate. It also looks like he only took t- two sacks just in the game but he took had an 8% overall sack rate, which was the lowest of the season and one of the lowest of his career so far. When you look at it, Justin Fields went down the ball, uh, went down the field with the ball, uh, double the amount of times that Tyson Bajan did in his whole three weeks of starting for the Chicago Bears. So while Justin Fields is also mitigating uh, the, sa- the pressure take and reducing the number of sacks as far as the part that he can control on it, uh, uh, Bobby already talked about his ability to check down in the pocket we're seeing that renewed ability for Justin Fields. Now, one of the things that I do want to see Justin Fields improve on as well um, in his passing game is, you know, yes, he he tries to extend plays. He tries to wait out to make the big play down the field. I want to see Justin Fields go to his checkdowns a little bit more. I think that's something that could definitely help Justin Fields avoid sacks. And, yeah, it's not going to be the flashy play, but it could be the smart play. And that's one thing that we definitely want to see from Justin Fields come along as well in this game. Another thing is Roshan Johnson. Roshan Johnson is looking back like the guy that we saw early in the season and why he kind of passed, uh, went up ahead of that depth chart than what he was to start the season. Now, we already know Deontay Foreman is going to be uh, on the sideline with the injury. We'll see what happens with that. Khalil Herbert's back from IR. So you, you, we expect to see Roshan Johnson more involved in the game, absolutely. And I think that's the benefit for the Bears. Uh, when you look at Johnson, he has six rushes for 30 yards. Uh, so it wasn't ama- anything amazing on that. But when it when it comes down to it, he's just he's playing extremely well. And then when you look at overall, uh, Khalil Herbert had 35 yards on 16 attempts. So Roshan Johnson has been one of the more effective running backs for the Chicago Bears, and we'll see if that continues. Now we're going to have to use the the running game uh, a lot as well. Uh, De'Arrington Evans already kind of tweeted out and alluded that he could be coming back, especially with the the injury to uh, Deontay Foreman. And we'll see what happens with that as well. But, you know, positive signs there for the Chicago Bears. Also, you want to look at it. Tyreek Stevenson, the rookie who's been getting picked on all this season, had one of his better games, and not just because of the interception. Yes, the interception is something to look at with that going forward. But you really want to take a look at just how he managed that game overall. And we've talked about it as well. That secondary as a whole is starting to come on really good for the Chicago Bears. So we want to see them continue to double down on that as well. Tyreek Stevenson is a guy that I would say really take a look at the remaining of the seasons for him and look at how he plays individually because, listen, he had a he had a tackle that turned into a fumble um, on a kick return. He had an interception himself, and he just played pretty solid job as well. And the, the Detroit Lions didn't really go out on the outside a lot. They had to have uh, Amon St. Ra 
Amon Ra, St. whatever their name is, uh, St. Brown. Listen, too many names. It's too long name. I'm not a long name person. When the names get too long, I start fucking up. But with that said, um, so Tyreek Stevenson really coming along. Rookie cornerback struggling isn't anything uh, rare in the NFL. You're going to see that a lot. So, you know, to see that. And then the defensive line, um, as far as another positive, the defensive line is starting to come out a little bit better. We actually have some comments on the rotation of the defensive line, specifically with Montez Sweat. So we'll see what happens with that one. Um, and we'll talk about that in a more higher level. But uh, overall, I really do think that the defensive line is starting to come around. And of course, somebody like uh, having Montez Sweat and the gravity that he has there definitely uh, helps improve. Um, I, I, I want to see Unique Ngakwe play a little bit better, use Demarcus Walker in a kind of a more versatile way as well. But we're seeing some of the positives as well coming from that for the Chicago Bears. And then some of the things that are, you know, not necessarily positive, but are things to watch out for over the course of the next week is Dan Feeney at the center with Lucas Patrick going down with yet another injury. We already know Cody White here can't be relied on there. Uh, Dan Feeney got us, got, got, uh, played a lot of uh, snaps for the Chicago Bears. We'll see how 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 it ends up going with that. We saw Justin Fields kind of you know kind of get on him on a couple of snaps, but even then when they went to the sideline, uh, Justin Fields was still talking to him. That's leadership from Fields. So we want to see how Dan Feeney is going to grow into that center role. I do expect him to start probably in this week, and that's kind of something to look out for. Our center play has been one of the sticking points of consistently bad for the Chicago Bears. So we can bring that center play along a little bit more. Maybe that goes in a better route for the Bears. And then you want to also look at the linebacking court. Tremaine Edmonds played, I believe, a little bit over 60% of the snaps, uh, played 60% of the snaps uh, for the Chicago Bears. And I won't say that he played terribly. He didn't play amazingly either. Yes, he had the interception, which was good in that as well. But just keep seeing how, you know, the mixture of, of, of Jack Sanborn, Tremaine Edmonds, who looks better on the, on the middle linebacker side is going to be something to look out for as well. I like having Tremaine Edmonds back because you want talent on the field where you can get it. But there's still, it's not quite that answer that 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 we 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 wanted quite yet out of signing Tremaine Edmonds. So you know, with Matt Eberflus being completely inept as a head coach, I don't expect him to kind of figure it out over these last six games either. But hey, maybe that'll be something um, that that we can look forward to. Um, you know, for that team as well, having Tremaine Edmonds, having uh, the 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 that the defense more healthy regularly as well. When you look at some of the PFF grades for the Chicago Bears, also in this upcoming week. DJ Moore scored the highest at 81.4. Deontay Foreman scored the second highest with 73.8. And then Lucas Patrick, surprisingly enough, with 70.6. He didn't play very many snaps, so that's why. The DJ Moore aspect of this. We see DJ Moore use better when Justin Fields is there. And that partially becomes the Justin Fields' ability to go down the field more than Tyson Bajan. It also comes with Justin Fields kind of waiting to, to make that big play with DJ Moore's usually going to be the guy there. But we need to, to be able to trust our other uh, wide receivers. You know, we had Tyler Scott who, who fumbled, uh, not fumbled, but messed up what would have probably been a touchdown in that game as well. So those are the type of things to look out for. But DJ Moore continues to be the bright spot. How we use him is not the bright spot. We need to tighten up with how we use DJ Moore. I don't know if I trust Luke Getzey to get to that point, though. Uh, but DJ Moore continues to be a bright spot, and the chemistry between him and Justin Fields has been amazing throughout all of this as well. Uh, Darnell Wright had one of his worst games as far as the pre the PFF grade. He graded out at a 49.1, the second worst on any offensive player for the Chicago Bears. Tyler Scott was the worst at a 36.2. Still really like Tyler Scott overall, but that's something to look out for. And then you look at the defense, the, the players that graded out the best on the defense. You have Demarcus Walker with an 83.4, Tyreek Stevenson with a 77.5, which makes six. And then surprisingly enough, Zach Pickens, the third best defensive uh, player per the PFF grade at 75 overall. Now, 
again, these aren't great. These aren't uh, uh, just you don't want to take these grades and just use those to determine everything. But, hey, I just like to look at them and see what they did. Jack Sanborn actually graded out as well as the worst defensive player at 30.2. Montez Sweat at 39.8, which we'll get into that a little bit. And Eddie Jackson with a 41.9. Now, the Eddie Jackson portion of this is something else that I want to stick on. Eddie Jackson has been terrible. I just, like, listen, last year when he was healthy, I said he was on pace for a Pro Bowl season. This season, even when healthy, there's been some signs there. I definitely think that we're seeing that even if Eddie Jackson is retained and is on this roster to start next season, the Bears have to go safety in this upcoming draft and start molding and getting ready for his replacement. Either that or address it in free agency. And if they address it in free agency, do not be surprised if Eddie Jackson is on the move via trade for the Chicago Bears at some point in time. Um, But listen, that's just something I wanted to point out with that one. Eddie Jackson has been somebody that um, I love because I, I like Eddie Jackson as a person. I like what he is usually when he's healthy. But the signs are starting to be there that this, it may be time for the Eddie Jackson, not, I wouldn't call it an experiment, but for his run with the Chicago Bears to come to end. Now, that's not to say that Eddie Jackson still can't contribute to a team, because I do think Eddie Jackson still has some things left in the tank. But I think that when, if he goes to a more solid team, uh, maybe maybe we become that team via coaching changes, things like that. But I do think we may be starting to see the last the last little bit of, the, of stretch for Eddie Jackson and his time with the Chicago Bears. I truly believe that. We'll see if that ends up being the case. We'll see with that. Now, one of the things also that we have to talk about before we go today is Matt Eberflus continuing to be an idiot. I just going to be frank on that one. Uh, he was asked about Montez Sweat and the fact that he has not been utilized more. Montez Sweat's uh, snaps has gone down. He started off in his first game playing like 70-something percent of the snaps. He played uh, less than 70 in, in last week's game or Sunday's game, and it continually goes down and is trending down. Right now, he's played 63 percent of the snaps um, in, in uh, last week's game or in Sunday's game. And Matt Eberflus had this to say. We, we uh, just got to platoon them and get them in there fresh. And when those lead dogs are fresh, you put them back in. You just got to do that because those guys are throwing their fastball every time. Sweat's one of our best guys. He really is, and that's just how we do it. We platoon our guys and keep them fresh that way. That's how we do it. And the one thing in me, if you guys don't know, in my personal life, I've been in management literally since I was 19 years old. And one of the things that's terrible that you never want to hear from a company, any management, any upper higher-ups, anything, is that we do it because that's just the way it's always been done. That is one of the telltale signs of you're going in the wrong direction and have the wrong mindset as leadership. And that goes again. I'm sorry. I hate to say it, but when it comes down to it, Matt Eberflus is a goddamn idiot. Goddamn idiot. Montez Sweat plays 69% of the snaps in, in Washington. And keep in mind, that was a defensive line that was extremely deep. You know what the Chicago Bears defensive line? Deep is not the word that I would use to describe them. And he's playing 67% of the snaps. I understand it to a degree. You don't want you don't want players playing 90% of the snaps in modern day football or anything like that. But he should be playing at least 70 to 72% of the snaps. And not having Montez Sweat out there is putting your defense at a disadvantage. And when we talk about the things that Matt Eberflus continually does to not put his team in the right position, it's not understanding things like that. Matt Eberflus's inability to recognize that type of thing is what's going to doom him as a head coach in the NFL, and it may doom, doom him as a coach overall. You have to make better decisions. And hearing that we ju- that's just the way that we do it, that's just how we do it, I'm sorry. Listen, you're not Montel Jordan. This ain't how we do it. That ain't going to get you no pass here. You got to do better, Matt Eberflus. You have to do better. And Montez Sweat's usage needs to be better because that is how you get the most out of that defensive line. We've seen it. The statistics are there. So it's unfortunate to see 
Matt Eberflus say something like that and to completely be tone deaf yet again. And that is the thing that's going to doom this, this coaching staff for the Chicago Bears. It's not just that they don't have an ability. It's not just, you know, the, the talent on the rosters that they don't understand how to recognize positions. They don't know how to recognize and read the room. Their, their situational awareness as a coaching staff is absolutely zero. It's dog shit. And that's one of the biggest takeaways from this game. Matt Eberflus is fucking trash. Luke Getty ain't that far behind him at all. And so, unfortunately, while you can look at things like, I like the way that Justin Fields played. I like it's still being hurt, things like that. I, I, I like the way that he played. He was decisive. He didn't make mistakes. But Luke Getty and Matt Eberflus are just absolutely fucking trash. And as we keep going down that path, it, listen, it makes it more and more evident every single day, every single day, that this is not the coaching staff to get the best out of this. We have promising pieces. The pieces are starting to come together for this team. Yes, Darnell Wright didn't have the best game, but he's going to become one of the best tackles in the game of football when it's when it's all said and done. That is the that is the route that he's going. Tyreek Stevenson turning the route. We have a lot of promising rookies on this team. I no longer want to see Matt Eberflus and Luke Getze be the one guiding the developments of those players. You guys can feel different, but hey, that's my thought. I'd love to hear from you guys down below. That's my time also for today. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bear Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearcentral.gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. I'm sorry, that's the wrong voicemail. 773-242-9936. That, that's the voicemail box for the uh, for the Chicago Bears Central. And like I liked in every episode on, Chi Town Up, Bear Down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break, break, media. media.